0: So now we want to bring our conversation back into research our friends from the camry welcome research program uh back in the studio this time we have the head of engagement noni mumba who's our guest we are going to talk about what about research ethics so research involves dealing with the community when you go to the community there are certain expectations of the research and there's expectation or zero expectation understanding by community so how do you deal with those ones and how do you make sure that this relationship is actually a good one this is what ct teaches on his private time and uh, he'll definitely tell us one or two things about it and then noni will not good morning
1: good morning eric
0: welcome to kenya's biggest conversation thank you (laughs) the hot seat of the situation room how is it
1: um it doesn't feel so hot (laughs) but i'm happy to be here um it's a real pleasure and a real honor i'm looking forward to excellent and nice conversations with uh, you and the rest of kenya
0: as always yes that's what we have here every morning noni let's talk about research ethics and this is what you deal with on a daily basis at the kembri welcome trust Mm -hmm. research program so what is it that you do as head of engagement, um, good question.
1: <laughs> my work um, at what we call the program. So when we talk about Cambridge Welcome Trust, we just call it the program. So my work in Kilifi revolves around um, coordinating the development, thinking through what kind of activities can we do, like in a nutshell, that bring researchers and community members and stakeholders, Ministry of Health together, to have conversations about the research that is. Really important um, is being undertaken, is being planned in a nutshell. In, in a nutshell. Yeah, just creating activities, talking about them, and making sure those activities are there. Uh, they're happening um and we monitor how they happen make Mm. changes where changes need so that's my work um and i work with a team so i supervise that team as well
0: why is it important to bring stakeholders together at the onset of a project why do you have to bring the researchers and Mm -hmm. the community and the other stakeholders government Mm -hmm. uh, ngos and all together
1: so research is really important. Um, my colleague who was here uh, before, uh, Professor Sam Kinyanjui, talked about how um, research is a tool that enables um, uh, the development of you know things that are important for humans, either medicine or other kind of interventions. So it's important to bring the st- so all these stakeholders that, that we're talking about have an expectation or have an interest um, in research that is uh, being uh, planned or is being implemented. And so it's important to bring them right from the start uh, into a table to be able to discuss what are the priorities Uh, why are we asking what why is this question important to answer Uh, what do we want to find out Uh, and for the communities how will it benefit us what are you exactly going to do so sort of like getting them into the room to discuss all of that because research is really important and it can't be put aside and just be done by the scientists by themselves. All these stake- stakeholders need to come onto the table to be able to discuss these really important things. Mm.
2: Why must they discuss these important things? Why can't they just be told? And then we hope against all hope that they will understand what they've been told and thereafter implement what they have been told.
1: It's about them. I mean, the the, the basic uh, things of life is that um, research, for example, happens in people. So a research is conducted own people, uh, you're either going to answer some questions, you're going to have some samples taken from you, so you you need to have an interest because it will impact you anyway. If it is not the individual being impacted, it is the health systems that will be impacted by this scientist who is developing an intervention or is answering a question that is going to change how things are done, for example, in, in a in a hospital or in a health setting. So it's important for people to be interested
3: because it will impact their lives
1: anyway, mm. in one way or another. In another.
3: Yeah. Sure. So even as we have the discussion talking about uh, ethics, already coming from the premise that, you know, ethics Mm. are about what you should or should not do. Yes. You know, uh, the lines within which you can or cannot Mm. colour. So when it comes to research, one will think this is a good thing, you know, we're doing research, we're finding out, Mm. you know, solutions to problems. Mm -hmm. Uh, In this case, Mm. health-wise. So what are some of the boundaries then you start to look at? What are some of the research ethics Mm. that you then bind or are bound by.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're thinking about research that uh, takes place uh, amongst human participants, human volunteers, somebody is going to uh, come and volunteer their time, perhaps even their body, mm-hmm. uh, for you to be able to conduct a clinical trial, test a drug or test a vaccine. Um, so some of the things that are, b- are binding or they bind these researchers, they have to abide by uh, things like um, uh, so there there are three key things actually Mm -hmm. one is respecting these individuals Mm -hmm. respecting this person who is going to participate in the research Mm -hmm. and how do you demonstrate that you respect this person you have to give them adequate information the information has to be in a language that they can understand Mm -hmm. Um, and you have to respect that they have the right to agree to participate and they can withdraw from that research at any particular time. Mm. So that's one key thing, respecting these individuals and demonstrating that respect by um, providing for them information and then allowing them to make an independent decision. And even when they join the research, they should know that they can come out without any consequences. The second really important things, uh, that, uh, thing that that researchers are bound by is uh, something we call beneficence or the ethics guidelines called beneficence. And in simple terms, what that means is um, Are there any harms uh, that are going to come out of this research? How can they be minimized Mm -hmm. so that this uh, individual who is participating in the research does not get harmed? Is this person going to get into their pocket? Are they going to undergo any costs to participate in this research, and how are you going to uh, sort that out? If it is something like a drug trial or a vaccine trial, how are you going to cater for the medical costs of this person once you have given them that interview? So that's a second thing. Mm-hmm. The third thing uh, that binds uh, scientists is something that is called justice. And justice simply means, um, is this research going to benefit that population uh, that you're, you're implementing or conducting the research on? uh how are they benefiting uh mm-hmm. from it are you giving people an op- a, a fair a fair chance of being able to participate in research are you making it open or are you hand-picking some uh some select people and you keep going back to those ones for one reason or another so know. basically those three things
3: really bind our okay. uh, scientists maybe I can take you a step then just A few steps back Mm -hmm. why was it necessary then to institute Mm -hmm. research ethics Mm -hmm. Uh, because obviously sometimes when you look at any kind of regulation it meant that things had gone haywire at some point so why was it necessary to have this done
1: um going back now to my research ethics class or training Mm -hmm. (laughs) so so indeed um when you look at science and people wanting to discover things um there there is uh, there can be a tendency for people to manipulate to exploit Mm -hmm. um and especially in settings where uh we have people who we can call vulnerable maybe their literacy levels are low they may not be able to understand all the scientific jargon so in the Past many many years back there were what we call atrocities that happened uh scientists would experiment on humans um and they would not give them an opportunity to opt out for example they would not give them any information um and they would conduct really bad experiments for Mm. example um you know freezing uh somebody's Limbs, Mm. uh, just to find out, you know, what, how long can a limb uh, stay frozen, and and, you know, or a a A lobotomy with no anesthesia, yeah, stuff like that. So (laughs) so the person is alive, by the way. Yes, yes. So, so there, there are these atrocities that happened in the past, um, and of course, uh, people came out in arms about them. Both uh, people, the experts, a lot of these were being done uh, by medics or medical fraternity. So. People came up in arms, and um, some of these um, uh, were taken you know, to court, some were jailed. And then, um, you know, guidelines now were developed to sure. say how then can we, because research is important, we still need to do research, but how can it be done in a manner that these humans are going to be protected?
3: And are there fine lines? Mm-hmm. Because I think in some of the atrocities that you think mm-hmm. about, um, and many, not, not too long ago, mm-hmm. we had people, um, usually of black persuasion who mm. were injected with syphilis yes, to see how they were going to react. Mm. But today we have vaccines and mm-hmm. we're doing the exact same thing, isn't mm-hmm, it? Mm-hmm. We're injecting people with <laughs> mm-hmm. the disease. Mm-hmm. What's the difference then between the two when we're looking at ethical <laughs> lines? Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, there the, the are fine lines. The difference um, would be that, as I've said, this person is going to be given information. However, before this... Um, a particular product is injected mm-hmm. uh, in a human. There will already uh, there will already be tests that will have been done. Mm-hmm. So this uh, researcher has to prove that this product that I'm injecting uh, into this person has. A certain percentage of safety that is acceptable okay. it has undergone thorough testing before either in the lab and then amongst uh, some animal and then perhaps in a first human and maybe two other humans and it has been seen to be safe mm. uh, so all of that uh, uh, needs to um, there has to be those that testing has to happen and then there has to be a group of people experts uh, who understand these things, who will also review all that data that comes out of all these tests, who can say this is safe to be able to, to go on. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the key thing is people are not forced. Yes. Um, and then there's uh, many other things that have been put in place to ensure that a person has recourse so if at all this uh, um, drug for example a vaccine is tested or this thing is injected and somebody gets harmed yeah. there's insurance there's the, the researcher has um, uh, due diligence to be able to cater for the uh, care of this person mm-hmm. uh, for as long as it is proven that they have been harmed by this product sure yeah
2: It's difficult work, isn't it? Very
1: difficult. (laughs) And more difficult to explain (laughs) it to the community.
2: (laughs) But but then that brings us then to the question, is when you have research scientists, researchers who are involved in research that involves human subjects, Mm -hmm. how then do we ensure that they are well trained to be able to accomplish this really? difficult and sensitive task mm. understanding the needs of the community communicating this scientific message in a language that can be understood and then how then do they determine that it has been understood mm. and how do we also get the community to understand that beyond participating mm. they actually partners in the process because without them this process will actually mm. be dead before it even actually begins again a complex situation
1: absolutely yes so you've asked two things how the scientists are prepared uh, in terms of training and then you've asked how does the community come in in terms of them understanding about their own role yes so i'll start with the first one so um the preparation of uh the scientists starts way early especially now um in line with enabling them to understand uh, their role in helping uh, community members or research participants to understand research. I'll give an example of our program. And what we do is, which again, uh, uh, Sam you spoke about, we begin to engage very early, like even at primary school level, we are beginning to talk to young people about science. We are beginning to show people that it is important to respect research participants. If a scientist approaches you, as a research participant, they have to show that they respect you by doing certain things. And that goes up to secondary school, to people who are in uh, uh, graduate school, they're doing their bachelor's. When they come into our program, for example, at Cambridge Wellcome Trust, um, where we have internship programs and then master's programs and then PhD programs, they are these, these students who are learning to become researchers. They are in an environment. An environment where uh, we have already established systems that show that you must respect the community and so they we begin to train them that way they participate in uh, discussions where we are talking about how do we engage um, our community members as an engagement team uh, myself together with my uh, colleagues we, co- we have seminars we have meetings we have in-house what we call exhibitions where we uh, talk to our research staff on the importance of engaging the population. On the community side, we go out to the community, we have community barazas, we have community meetings, we invite community members into our facilities and we do that not only to help them to understand what research is, but also to help them understand these three things that we've spoken about. Respect for persons. Are you benefiting? Is this research going to harm you? Is there justice? Um, To understand those key three things so that Mm. then they can understand that they have a role to play their opinions are important they are not just subjects on the receiving end of a scientist's uh, needle and whatever else Mm. uh, that it's important for them to also share their opinions um, and be open about what they want to see happen and what they don't want to see happen Mm.
2: how do you get the participants to understand that when they are participating in a Mm -hmm. study they haven't been employed
1: Um, Again, talking to them. So Mm. all these structures that we have put in place in terms of uh, 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 activities that we hold in the uh, research uh, program, you know we explain what is research and when you're participating in research what is research and what is employment and what is the difference uh, of course there are things uh, Muga like payment so when a, when a community member is
2: participating you have in, preempted my thoughts <laughs> exactly <laughs> mm.
1: there's payment so they'll, they'll receive a payment so we have uh, um, an explanation we use the information sheet that I talked about when I said when you're demonstrating respect for persons you have to give them information mm. so we have an elaborate template that explains explains the research that this community member is joining in and there are sections in that template that talk about what what exactly are you getting into and what uh, is owed to you, what are you going to get out of it. So we basically let them know that if you travel to a research site, we have to reimburse Mm-hmm. your your um bus fare or taxi fare or sure. whatever um and because we will have taken your time maybe you would have gone off to do what in kenya we call here akibarua mm. you know casual labor uh, work you would have gotten something out of that so because we have taken you away from that then we have to compensate you mm-hmm. so it's not employment but it's a com- it's a comp- that's a language that we use uh in swahili we we use um uh to, to nakurege share so it's we are just reimbursing you mm. we are we are paying back what you would have earned mm. so it's not that 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 is an employment that no, someone nee.
0: has <laughs> does that all those things that you've explained yes is that how the beneficiary or the research participant actually understands it nakurege <laughs> share does it all all come out as you're paying me for it um, i mean just think about whatever even in a formal uh, company such as this one yes when there's reimbursement for whatever per dm yes is it payment or is it reimbursement so when it is people's, a par- in people's understanding in or?
1: people's understanding it mm-hmm. is a payment there you yes. go. Uh, but but we also have to make them understand what type of a payment and what is the payment for so in as much as the community member will feel like this is a payment i'm mm-hmm. being given a payment we, we we have to go to those lengths of explaining
3: but mm-hmm. why are we paying you sure does so it hurt if you do, i'm sorry mm-hmm. does it hurt then mm-hmm. if you're looking at the general gui- guidelines mm-hmm. or the parameters of the research mm-hmm. even now as we look at the ethics of it does it then hurt if you don't because communication is not just one way yeah. communication its a full definition is that i communicate something to you it's only complete if there is an understanding mm. and there's feedback mm. so does it then hurt the the, the ethical guidelines within mm. which you operate mm-hmm. If the participants in the research do Mm. not understand that I'm not coming here to be injected with the placebo or whatever Mm -hmm. for payment, Mm -hmm. but it is that I'm taking my time out Mm -hmm. that I would have used to do something else. And they're saying, "Okay, well, thank you for participating in this. Let us reimburse you. Mm -hmm. If they don't understand that, does it then, you know, color, does it shade on those ethical lines? it's it does to an extent
1: mm. um i don't know whether i would use the word hurt okay. but it diminishes the the that ethical conduct or the integrity of the or research. the integrity if okay. somebody feels like i'm being paid and indeed in the past we have had people who have said uh, nina lipwa i am being paid mm. Mm. but that's why we have this engagement platform right. because we are continuously trying to uh, uh, build the understanding in this population mm. that it is you see it as a payment mm. but but in actual fact it is not it is not a payment it is mm. compensating you for. for the time that you have taken to participate and a good number of community members actually understand that mm. but you'll have the odd person who will say you know or or. You know, sometimes even a journalist saying, get paid for participating
0: yes. in this
1: research, <laughs> <laughs> you know. You yeah, know, you so, could
0: argue the same way. Yeah. I mean, politicians out of the kindness of their own heart reimburse people for transport for coming to their meetings and mm-hmm. their rallies. Mm. And the people understand it as, as such. As payment. No, so, as reimbursement <laughs> yes. for, you know, taking their time for, yes. come, for coming to this politician's meeting. I mean, nobody even looks at it as a dear payment mm. or bribery. Mm.
3: No, 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 mm. no, no.
0: We I mean, as Kenyans.
3: Yeah.
0: When a politician says that yeah, you've come for my meeting, so <laughs> mm. to lunch, lunch, lunch. They mm.
3: understand it as that.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and he lunch, too. Mm. <laughs> Simba lipo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cabri. This is the Situation Room, the only way to start your day. Trials, for example,
1: um, and so all these guidelines, what happens is at, for example, national level, um, countries or the bodies at national level that are responsible uh, for research conduct take all these guidelines and then contextualize them, make them suitable for the local uh, context um, and so develop country-specific ethics and scientific guidelines that then researchers operating in that uh, particular country are supposed to follow. Um, Then... um, As I've said, uh, at right at the local level, there are um, committees that have been set up. So at Cambry Wellcome, for example, we have a a local institutional committee uh, of experts. So when a scientist develops their research protocol or what we call a research proposal, it is interrogated thoroughly by like-minded experts who are removed from that research. They're not part and parcel of that research. And so they interrogate the science, uh, the scientific procedures that are going to be there, uh, that are going to be conducted on on the people, including even if it's just questions. Um, And as an engagement team, we also look at those research protocols to interrogate uh, how are you communicating this information? Have you included all the information that you've talked about in the proposal in this information sheet that is going to go to the person and that goes all the way to national level so those things are looked at even at the national level uh we have a body uh, uh um, under the ministry i think of science and technology called nakosti mm-hmm. and nakosti looks at all the research that is being implemented but we also have um as kenya medical research institute we have a scientific and ethics review unit that looks at all these protocols. Hospitals, universities that have uh, research work being undertaken in those hospitals, like Kenyatta National Hospital, Mm. will have a scientific and ethics committee that reviews research which is happening within Kenyatta National Hospital. Mm. The same with people like Jaramogi or Ginga Odinga, uh, Costs uh, Referral Teaching Hospital in Mombasa. They would have their own internal ethics body that when a researcher brings a protocol,
0: they read it page to page. So this sounds like they're doing it at that beginning stage yes yes. at the point of implementation at the point of research yes who comes to the ground to make sure that all these things that you put uh, on paper are actually being implemented and followed
1: so these research committees themselves are supposed to from time to time come down to the ground to do to do their own audits or to do their own monitoring. Um, And internally, even research institutions, we have our own, for example, what we call uh, monitors, especially for clinical trials. And the work of monitors is to... uh, do their own internal, you know, the way an organisation can have an internal audit yeah. uh, system. I worked in my past life for Population Services International, and they had their own internal audit uh, group of people who would look randomly pick files and look at, you know, how are payment's being made, who has eaten money, and so on and so forth. <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's the same thing. So these monitors, <laughs> so these monitors, it's true, Muga. <laughs> so these monitors go and pick like a random file of a clinical trial that's maybe it's maybe it's a vaccine trial Mm. they go pick a random file and they flip through for example the informed consent sheets have they been signed Do they demonstrate that this information was given to a research participant and they signed you know certain things so there are uh, those processes in place at the national level Mm. institutional level where people actually audit and monitor what is happening
0: do the monitors go to the community to find out to gauge their understanding of this thing that they signed you know those things we were talking about do they understand that this was just a transport reimbursement and not a payment do they understand that they're just by partic- by coming here or what you're doing is you have actually volunteered your time mm-hmm. and goodwill to participate in this and not an employment do, do they go to understand how much effort the researcher has actually taken to explain this thing on paper mm-hmm. to the community, and has the community understood it as such?
1: Now that's our work. Mm-hmm. Um, no, the monitors. Uh, do the monitoring at the institutional level Um, our work as an engagement team working with the social scientists whom uh, we are we are in the same department do now that work so uh, we conduct research uh, uh, what we call qualitative research we conduct focus group discussions or even in-depth interviews and we would we could be answering that question that uh, Do community members understand uh, these contents? Uh, And some of those conversations have led now to us developing uh, very clear and very simple information sheets that are now being used uh, in our research institution for relaying information because we've sat with community members to gauge their understanding of what do you understand by compensation Uh, what language would be appropriate for you uh, to be able to understand some of these things so we we do that uh, social science work we get findings and then we share those findings with the scientists either through a seminar or sometimes even through a publication to let them know that uh, we need to improve on our communication we need to change uh, how we need to train even uh, our research staff on how they are communicating research um, Mm. terminologies to the community members
2: there's a bit of a problem here yes and this problem is threefold one Mm -hmm. research medical research research that involves human beings is most often conducted among poor people Mm -hmm. now unfortunately poverty comes with vulnerability yeah So any amount of money that you give as reimbursement, you can twist it as much as you like. It will, because of the impact it makes on a person's life, you see, they will interpret that money in terms of what it does for them, not in terms of what we say. So is it that our model for conducting research is needs perhaps retweaking and relooking into? Mm -hmm. Or is it that because a country like in the vast majority of people are poor, And So when you conduct research among people who are economically disadvantaged, you are actually getting the pulse of the nation, so to speak. Now, second point, because of the aforementioned, you then have a situation where if you're Kenyan, you will understand. Somebody will look for opportunities to participate in a study because it promises them something that ordinarily they would not get. Now, that will have a direct influence on what it is that this individual responds to and how they respond. It may not be adverse, but there will be a response.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, if research is conducted in, among a certain population over a period of time, people get to the point where they now have an understanding of research. Again, now this is the problem. Then they get they get professional about it because mm-hmm. there is this little element of what we researchers will want to call reimbursement, and but then they know it's payday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You join this research, and with the time, you talk about focus group discussion, they will have their own focus group discussions in the community when you're mm-hmm. not involved. Mm-hmm. And they'll even know how to respond to mm-hmm. these questions that you think <laughs> you're going to ask them. So they just like the research scientists are professionals, the community then become professional. Research participants. Sure. Okay, I think you know I'm going with this one.
1: <laughs> I think so. I don't know whether you want me to respond now. Or you I want do continue. want you to respond. <laughs> oh, just go there first. Yes, <laughs> yes. so, okay. so that all okay. of us can it's, be there with you. I think. I think. <laughs> let, let him ask
0: the question. Okay. No. Siti, ask the question. She, she's got it.
2: <laughs> she has got it. Okay. She has got it.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Um, in that uh, you know uh, research is um, there's research that is conducted in low and middle-income countries Mm -hmm. where people are what you would call vulnerable they are poor Um, and because they are poor they are also probably hardest hit by health problems or health issues Mm. Um, they have uh, limited access for example to health care. Um, they uh, are prone to getting infections uh, a lot of times. So in Kilifi for example, if I give an example of Kilifi, um, by the time the research center was being set up, deaths of children under five um, f- caused by malaria were very high. Mm. So obviously the research that is going there is not just being taken there like maybe to exploit these people because they are poor they are vulnerable it's actually going to help now over time are people becoming uh professional participants, participants of of research and we have conducted as i said we conduct social science studies and we have conducted our social science studies to look at when somebody is joining a research, what are they thinking about? And they are, th- to be very honest, they are thinking about what will I get out of it? I'll mm-hmm. participate, but what will I get out of it? So we can't run. Those are realities of life. Uh, somebody would have gone somewhere and they would have gotten some money, but then they're participating in this research where they don't have to do backbreaking work work, or carrying cement mm-hmm. and whatnot. They just have to visit a clinic and have... Two ml blood removed from their arm, and then they go home, and they get there their, uh, their days what they would have earned. So it we can't run away, we cannot run away from the reality of the fact that uh, some people are in it for the money, but there's also people who are in it because they actually feel. And we have had community members saying, "I want even to be given a certificate." To show that I participated in this research because I have not only helped myself, I have helped my community And I have helped even just the world because I have participated in this research And I'm going to help the scientists to get an answer to the question that they are asking mm-hmm. Yeah, so in a nutshell, you, you are right yeah. Some
0: but long-term research projects, Hanoni uh, Yeah Like uh, when we visited Kilifi, we mm. saw the epilepsy program
3: Yes Right, mm-hmm. that's a
0: long-term Project. Yes, and it involves people mm-hmm. who actually have the condition of epilepsy mm-hmm. coming to the facility every so often. But mm-hmm. as they are doing this, mm-hmm. the researchers are ga- gaining data data from them. There's the other project that we visited, um, sickle sickle cell. the Sickle Cell. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. same long term. Mm-hmm. Do those people? How do you explain to them? I mean, I am unwell, and I am coming to the facility and as far as i am concerned i'm coming to this facility because i'm getting help but at the same time i'm subject for research mm-hmm. how do you explain that to the to the person
1: Mm -hmm. so in our engagement activities um, the the various kinds of engagement activities that we conduct when we do community barazas uh, when we invite community members into uh, our premises to take them around the laboratories we are exposing them uh, to research and we are explaining to them that our main mandate, we are not a hospital, our main mandate is research and so um, as a community member when you come into the sickle cell clinic or you come into the epilepsy clinic you are coming in as a research participant however the research the researcher has um, uh, is 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 uh, required to offer uh, also, medical uh, uh, medical uh, assistance. So mm-hmm. we run our epilepsy clinic and our sickle cell clinic, both as research clinics, but also um, as uh, as clinics where people just come to access uh, care. Mm-hmm. But through our engagement activities, we are out in the community most of the time, apart from uh, from when COVID was happening, and we're explaining to people that our mandate is research. Mm-hmm. Do they understand that very well? Perhaps not so much. There are some who understand, there are some who don't understand. But our workers and engagement team is just to continue passing on that information that, oh, Monday, we are not a hospital. Um, but uh, people would get that, that confusion because apart from the sickle cell clinic and the epilepsy clinic, our scientists who are medics also see patients. They do ward rounds mm-hmm. in Kilifi uh, County Hospital, and they are wearing a Kember Welcome Trust, you know, badge. Mm-hmm. And so, when you go to the population, they will say, uh, "Do you have a patient? Take them to Cambri. Mm-hmm. They mean, take Kilifi. them to Kilifi County Hospital. Mm-hmm. But when when they get into the ward, they'll see a medic, maybe in a lab coat, or maybe not in a lab coat, but they are wearing a tag, and they are they have that file, and they are taking, uh, you know, vitals mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. So. There is that, uh, we we acknowledge that there is that confusion uh, between research and medical care, but our work as an engagement team is through these platforms like radio, uh, like the community activities that we do, uh, all these events that we have in terms of engagement is to continue passing on that information, that our mandate is research.
2: Is it really confusion? Because
1: sometimes
2: our interpretation of confusion is what the community is explaining to you is how they understand it. yes. (laughs) And the understanding is based on, as I said, the impact that that intervention has on On them. them, So that interpretation is actually important. Now, that's one. Two, on the subject of reimbursement, ethical review boards have this view, I don't know whether they've changed it, Mm -hmm. that if you reimburse anything above 100 it's coercive, 100 shillings that is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My question is, why not give them 2,000? Why not give them money that can actually help them? Because if you give someone 2,000 shillings in the rural area, believe me, you've sorted sorted out very many things. But what are you reimbursing
3: there?
0: No, you are reimbursing... We're quantifying time from 8 a.m. up to 4
2: p.m. We're quantifying transport. Yes, yes. I am saying Uh. that it's a subject that needs to be debated. It is. Because even when people say that they're coming for the money, so what? What is wrong with them coming for the money? (laughs) (laughs) Are we saying there's a direct correlation between someone coming for the money and the information they give you? I- I'm simply saying mm. the ethical issues around the participants and given their, say, their, their socioeconomic disadvantages and just given where they come from. Okay, and if you measure that against the understanding of research scientists, somebody's involved in research, they, to marry it at some level, we need to understand l- seriously and literally mm. where this participant is coming from and see it from their point of view. Mm. Yes. What does 200 do for you? What does 500 do for you? What does 1,000 shillings do for you? What does 2,000 shillings do for you? Mm. I'm not saying go and give everybody 2,000 shillings. I'm <laughs> simply saying... Open it up to, for, for for debate. Yes, open it up for discussion <laughs> and, 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 and 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 have a wholesome discussion where even the subject of coercion is discussed. I hope they're
1: listening to you.
2: At what point does it become <laughs> coercion? <laughs> you see, there is this tricky bit where and the ethical review boards are right oh. if you pay a certain amount of money then essentially you're enticing this person and it's no longer voluntary
1: there's also a word i want you to add to that which Please. is exploitation, exploitation. Yes. Uh-huh. because there's potential for scientists to exploit uh, this what we are calling vulnerable people. Yes. Because you can just you know throw money at these people and they won't care <laughs> they about won't the care. risk. because so yeah. they're looking at the money. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so it's a whole it's a big debate, Muga.
2: But you don't of, know you know where I'm coming from. Yes. That vulnerable vulnerable group. 50 bob is cohesive 100 shillings yeah, is yeah, cohesive yeah, right. anything yeah, from zero right. yes it's yeah. cohesive so yeah. so so why peg it to 200 or 300 why just it's not debate yes. why not make it worthwhile yeah precisely okay but there'd be other checks and
0: balances you know just mm. besides the money if the researcher has come and given okay this is i understand so this is your life these are your needs if i gave you this much this is how much you'd benefit from it but the researcher still follows the other ethical values that they are supposed to So that's okay yeah, i mean would it only be exploitative because of money
1: no 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 so the, i mean uh, uh, beyond the money mm. of course there are many other things that uh, uh, need to be uh, somebody needs to guard against um in addition to ensuring that somebody's not getting into their own pocket so i've talked about medical care for example so even medical care can be coercive mm. so uh when somebody is going to be screened and get a full body check mm-hmm. liver function test is your kidney working for free if for free mm-hmm. and this is it's something which when they go to a Gakan hospital they'll pay through the nose yeah. to do yeah so the, there's there's many things that wh- when you look at them they could be uh, looked at as coercion but it's a requirement mm-hmm. ethics binds you to, uh, to to be able to do that before right. you actually um say I'm um, picking this uh, uh,
3: person mm-hmm. to participate in my research over and above all of this have you found i mean just looking at the length and breadth mm-hmm. of the research that you know camry does i mean kilifi being you know big spot, but mm-hmm. then also around the country have you found that more i mean i don't know how you answer this have you found that more or less you've mm-hmm. been able to keep within the lines of the ethical requirements of research across board whether it's dealing with children whether it's dealing with you know vulnerable in other areas have you found that the research has more or less kept within this within these requirements
1: um i can yes i can say to us to a very big extent yes Mm. um maybe i would be asked how do you measure that (laughs) (laughs) but it 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 goes by um you know how many um concerns for example come to us from community members when we are uh, implementing uh, research activities when audits are conducted when monitors visit and the monitor uh, as i said are internal sometimes you get even external monitors when they come to do their audits what do they find do they find that we are actually adhering uh, to these uh, rules and regulations these guidelines that are out there or do they pick out so Quite often we have been, you know, um, marked well, if I can use that word, Mm -hmm. in terms of how we conduct our research. But it is because we have made deliberate steps to ensure that um, through our engagement Mm -hmm. platform and the engagement activities that we are conducting, community members have a basic understanding of what is my right as a person as i'm participating in research and the researcher also uh, on the other hand has an understanding of what our community members concerns what do we need to uh, make sure that is uh, available uh, and is done to make sure that our our research is conducted in an ethical manner.
3: manner yeah and have you ever had to abandon a project because it was going to fault on the research requirements mm,
1: not Uh, 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 not that I know of, I joined Cambridge in 2013 from that time to date Mm -hmm. I have not heard of um, but so what I can say is at the institutional um, review board, the internal review board Mm -hmm. sometimes a scientist will come with a proposal and say I want to conduct this research and then they'll be asked by these other experts Mm -hmm. but why do you want to get more blood samples from community members and we already have samples in the uh, the lab. lab. So rather than take uh, uh, community members into trouble of this we do have some samples that can can answer your question. So in that case yes we have had research that sometimes a scientist comes and they are told no use stored samples. Mm. Sometimes at at the institutional level it will pass when it gets to the National level, it will be brought back. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. Noni, thank you very much for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Okay, Rudiki Kilifi wa Salimia, asante sana. Tafadhali spend a day, visit a friends in Magarini. They have been complaining. Akunamvua, wambia, mosiiali.
1: In my other life, I'm a reverend, mm. so
0: uh, of Tuwambe the Anglican mbua. Church of Kenya. So ah. nita,
1: nita, <laughs> nita wambia, nita watembelea kisha nita mm.
0: yes We are hoping that from tomorrow, mid March. Yes, Rains right. will come. Trains will come.
1: Amen to that. Mm.
0: Thank you very much. How about that? You made it to the end of today's podcast. You clearly ooze stamina. Guess what? Just hit subscribe at Standard Media Podcast, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Our podcasts drop daily. For me and the team, catch you next time. Bye-bye.